The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Life was about to change for these apostles that have followed Jesus for three years. He had died. He had been resurrected. He walked among the people. He met with people. He ate with people just to prove that he was still a man, had a manly body, but it was different body. It had been transformed into a glorified body. But he wanted to prove to the people who he was and that he was still alive. Now comes the time when we see that for the Old Testament, God was with the people. In the Gospels, Jesus walked among the people. Now comes the time when the Holy Spirit's ministry is going to begin. And it's not going to be like the others. It is going to be in the people. God in the people. Can you imagine that? God is in us. And yet that's what's going to happen now. We see that Jesus has, for 40 days, he met with and he talked about the kingdom of God, just like he had been doing for the three years that he was there. But he ordered his disciples to not leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting that they had to wait. You know, for us as Christians, to wait is the, one of the hardest things to do, especially today, because in society today, we all expect things to happen now. It's not to, we're not supposed to wait for anything. If we want it, we want it today, sometimes yesterday. But here he tells them to wait. And why do you think he would tell them to wait? For me, I think it was for them to get their minds prepared, their hearts prepared for something that was Jesus was about to do once again in their lives. In my life, I have to constantly prepare myself for new things happening. I had to prepare myself tonight to do this podcast. I had to pray. I had to wait for the Holy Spirit to direct me where he wanted to go. And even with all the preparation I made, when it gets time for it, I have to let the Spirit do the talking. I'm the voice, but it is the Holy Spirit in me that does all of the talking. Because this is his podcast. It's his story that I'm telling, and it's his story in me and what he wants to do. But Luke tells us that John, that Jesus told them that John had baptized them with water, but now they were going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they all had come together, they asked Jesus this question, Lord, will you be at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons 
that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This was basically the Great Commission that Matthew tells us that Jesus told men. But when he said these things, something happened. As they were looking on, Jesus was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into the heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes. Now we're presuming that they were angels. And he said, and he said unto them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Jesus now was prepared to leave earth, prepared to leave these men that he had constantly spent time with for three years and had taught them the things that he wanted them to learn about the kingdom of God and how it was going to operate in their lives. But they still were wondering they had no idea of really what was going to happen or they would have never asked him, is this the time that you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Because in their mind's sight, they were thinking that Israel was still going to be set free from the Roman Empire and that they was going to rule the world. That wasn't what Jesus was talking about. And so many times we read the Bible and we think Jesus is talking about one thing when actually he's talking about a different thing entirely. He says, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. You know, I have people ask me all the time, is all of this that's going on now the time that Jesus is fixing to come back? And I tell them, I don't know. Why well, don't I know? I've, I'm, I read the Bible all the time, so why shouldn't I know? Because Jesus doesn't even know. And you know, for several years after becoming a Christian, that bewildered me. Because I could not understand Jesus was God. He was part of the deity. He is the Son of God. Why wouldn't he know when he's going to come back the second time? Well, then I read John 1.1. It's because he's the Word. He doesn't know what's happening until the Word speaks it and he becomes it. I hope you understand that. God speaks. Jesus becomes whatever he speaks, and he causes it to happen. And the power to bring it about comes from the Holy Spirit of God. But now, instead of just the Holy Spirit 
being upon people, he was going to live inside the people. Every moment of every day, he's there. Now, up to you, what are you going to do with that knowledge? You say, what does this have to do in my life? It has to do with the fact of when you receive power from the Holy Spirit, when you came to Christ, you repented of your sins, and you were baptized with the Holy Spirit, he come within you. Now, what are you going to do with him? Is he just going to sit there? That's not what God intended. He didn't send the Spirit to these men for them to just let him sit inside of them and they do nothing for the kingdom of God. No, the Holy Spirit is given to you for lots of things. He is to guide you into all truth. And the truth comes when we read the word of God. He is here to help you to understand what you read. There's a lot of times I have to tell him, help me understand this because I'm not quite getting this tonight, Lord. You're going to have to help me, Spirit, because that's your job. And he does it. He is the one that helps me make right decisions. When I pray, I pray the Holy Spirit give me discernment and give me knowledge and give me wisdom to know what to decide and how to do it. Because I don't know how to do these things. He tells you to do things, but he doesn't tell you how to do it. Well, how are you going to know what to do and how to do it if he don't tell you? And that's when you have to go to the Holy Spirit and you have to confess, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what I'm supposed to do or how I'm supposed to do it. And he doesn't just come out and say, now, Barbara, this is a step I want you to take and it's the next step. This is what you're supposed to do. He doesn't do that either. But he thought puts thoughts in your mind. Or he'll bring a situation up in your life. And you'll say, that's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. Back when I battled depression many, many years ago. And the Lord spoke to me and told me to walk in victory. There wasn't anything in my life I saw that was victory at that time. and But he had told me to walk in it. And I'm going, I don't know how to do that. How do I do that, Holy Spirit? And I went to bed that night thinking the same thing. But I got up the next morning. I put my feet on the floor. And I said, God, I don't know what you're going to do today. I don't know how you're going to handle my life. I don't know what you're going to do in my life today. This one thing I do know, I choose to walk in 
in your victory that you've already given me at Calvary. You gave it to me and I receive it. Help me now, Holy Spirit, to continually to walk in that victory today. That's how the Spirit works. We just think he's supposed to come out and identify himself and say, now, Jerry, this is what you're supposed to do. Susie, you're supposed to walk this way. And Susie, you're supposed to make these decisions. He doesn't do that. You see, he puts the thoughts in our minds. And as long as they agree with the word of God, you can count on it being from him. Now, if it doesn't agree with the word of God, I had a young lady tell me one time that the spirit told her to get a divorce. And I went, "Mm, I'm sorry, but the spirit didn't tell you that. And she got very upset with me. And I said, the word of God plainly tells us that God hates divorce. So why would he tell you to do something that he hates? It's not the fact that you're getting a divorce that, as far as he is concerned, is a sin. But for him to tell you to do that, he's not going to do that. It has to agree with his character and with his thought for life on this earth. So be very careful because other people or other spirits can put thoughts into your brain. And you ha- that's why it's important to know the word of God. That's why it's important to search it out and find out, is this okay with him? Now, I knew it was okay because I was giving him all of my power. I was telling him, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe what you tell me. And I'm going to walk in what Christ has given me. That's life, people. That's how the Holy Spirit operates in you. And what Jesus did for these disciples, he did for you the day you come to Christ. You have the Holy Spirit. Don't just let him sit there and do nothing in you. Let him change you. You know, as a 19-year-old wife and mother, he spoke to me and he said, let me change you. And I'll let you watch as I change your husband. He did that. And he began at that moment. Because it was at that moment I made a decision I was never going to complain about him fishing or hunting. That was my decision, but it was brought on to me by the Holy Spirit. Trust him. Let him be your help. He helps with everything. He helps with everything spiritual, and he will help with everything that is physical. And I have really learned that in the past six years with having my diabetes and the results of it. He helps you. He wants to be your helper. Are you letting him tonight? 
I'm recording this at the end of Mother's Day. I hope you've had a great Mother's Day if you're a mother. If you're a daughter or a son, I hope you honored your your mother today. She gave you life, but Jesus gave you life in abundance, more than what she gives you. But honor your mother. She loves you. She may not act like it sometimes. You may not feel like it. But let me assure you, she loves you. I didn't get to see my mom face to face. So I have a really kind of a struggle with Mother's Day. But I've come to realize I didn't need to see her. I just needed to hear her tell me, I never quit loving you. And I still do. And if you're a mother, you better be saying that to your children. Don't be putting your children down. Lift them up. Lift them up to the throne of grace. And let Jesus do a mighty work in them. Be careful how you speak to your children. Let them know that they're valued. Their opinions are valued. But more than that, as a person, they are valued. And then you watch as the Holy Spirit begins working in their lives, like he worked in mine. I didn't know him until I came to Christ. But now I have him in me. And it's the greatest thing I can think of to have as a mom, as a wife, as a Christian. I can't think of anything greater than to have the Spirit of God in me. I hope you have a blessed week this week. I hope that you will walk in the Spirit and let Him know, I need you today. Bye for now.